Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. Will Jalen Hurts silence the doubters and win the Super Bowl? Or will Patrick Mahomes solidify the Chiefs as the next NFL dynasty? And the Lakers could say they didn't miss out on Kyrie, but what do they do now? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Super Bowl week finally upon us. Glendale, Arizona, the Kansas City Chiefs and Philadelphia Eagles square off in one of the closest Super Bowl matches of recent vintage. The Eagles one and a half point favorites, according to our friends over at FanDuel. Gino Camilleri, speaking of our friends, from Locked On Eagles joins me now. And, and Gino, the more I look at this matchup, the more I go, the Eagles have the advantage basically everywhere except at quarterback where Patrick Mahomes is just on another level of from every other human being on planet Earth. So how can the Eagles bridge that gap and get this win? Going into the Super Bowl, you said it, that this roster is better than Kansas City everywhere outside of a generational quarterback who, if you look at the competitor to him in the MVP race, it's the quarterback on the other side of the football. So it might not be as far away as people really think. But when you look at it, I think you have to stop the stars of the Kansas City Chiefs. Find a way to take Travis Kelsey out of the equation. Find a way to take Patrick Mahomes and hope to contain him. You're not going to stop him. We know that. But you have to find a way to contain him. And the Philadelphia Eagles, unlike their last Super Bowl, they have 22 of their 22 opening day starters playing in this game, which might be a first for Super Bowl teams everywhere. And if you look at the team on the other side of the ball, Kansas City's going into this game very banged up. Their wide receivers, we don't know which one of them is going to play. Right. We're, we're, we're still waiting to see outside of Travis Kelsey who will be the weapons for them. So the Philadelphia Eagles just have to go in there. No, we've been doing the same thing all year. This is just another fight in this 20-round knockout fight that Nick Sirianni talked about in the beginning of the year. And you talk about finding that matchup. We had the matchup last week where you, it was – You go in there, you beat up a guy who might be fourth or fifth on the rankings, but now you're facing the champion, right? You're facing that guy, the Mike Tyson, who you want to take his belt away from. And the coach, Andy Reid, he's the one guy that you have to find a way to counteract how he's going to counteract you. I talked about that last week with Shanahan, but Andy Reid is going to do that 10x of what Kyle Shanahan did last week. Yeah, I'm fascinated to see how Eagles fans react to Andy Reid in this one. It was easy to be happy for him when he was winning a Super Bowl, not against the Eagles. So we'll see in this one if that's what ends up happening. I want to ask you, Gino, about this narrative that the Eagles are untested. Depending on where you look in terms of strength of schedule, they played the easiest or the second easiest schedule in the league this season. In the playoffs, it's Daniel Jones and the ghost of Brock Purdy. And so I, I think it's easy to say, okay, this team has never been here before. They weren't really tested in the postseason. So why should we trust them over a Kansas City team that all they do is go to AFC Championship games and Super Bowls? Well, let's take a look through history that Andy Reid was one and five with the Philadelphia Eagles and winning those NFC Championship games. And we'll see if he wins a Super Bowl this go around and 
he might be closer to one in three with Super Bowls with the Kansas City Chiefs. So Andy Reid has to get out of his own way first and foremost. But when you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, they just have to continue to pump out what they have been doing. And what they've been doing is dominating teams regardless of what the schedule is. And yeah. I, I'm so over the quote unquote, they had an easy schedule. Well, these schedules are they're basically written in stone years in advance. And you just have to find out with the second place team and whatever division you're playing that year is going to be or so on and so forth. So it's not on the Eagles. And to talk about not being tested, what did they just do against Nick Bosa and company? They didn't allow them to do anything when they knew that defense was going to have to win that game when Brock Purdy goes out. If you look at the next-gen stats numbers, those guys didn't gain an inch on the Philadelphia Eagles offensive line. And now you're talking about a defense that, just like their offense, it's a little more banged up. Willie Gay probably won't be playing in that game. You're going to have areas that are susceptible to, I mean, Nick Bolton, you have to find a way to get Dallas Goddard one-on-one with Nick Bolton, in my opinion. They're outside corners. Are they as good as Darius Slay and James Bradbury? What the Eagles did, talking about being untested, was that they righted all their wrongs of last year when they went through a test and figured out what was that ceiling we had to get to. Howie Roseman said, we have to go and get playmakers. We have to get a Hassan Riddick. We have to get an A.J. Brown. Our quarterback has to improve. And all of those things came to fruition, and we're trying to make light of it in a bad way, which to me is, if you love good football, this Eagles team has been playing good, if not great football, basically the entire season. And who else would you want to take on the Kansas City Chiefs? Brock Purdy, really? People wanted to see Brock Purdy. Let's get out of here with that. Stay up to date all year on the Philadelphia Eagles by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Eagles on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, can the Chiefs solidify this dynasty we all keep talking about? Before we answer that, there are some marquee matchups in the NBA you can't miss. This year, the only app you need for your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. It's FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. The Super Bowl features two teams who, for one reason or another, had their defense show out in the conference championship. But who can ignore these quarterbacks? FanDuel has the Super Bowl over-under at 50 and a half. You can do this all on the FanDuel Sportsbook app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. In a packed slate of NBA games, the Clippers were on the road to face the post-iteration of the Nets roster after Kyrie Irving. Doug Norrie locked on Nets coming at you in the first official game post Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn Nets land. That is how they starting to roll these days with Kyrie Irving having been shipped off to the Dallas Mavericks. And it was all the young guards all the time, even in a loss, 124 to 116 to the Clippers. Cam Thomas for the second game in a row goes absolutely off. 47 points becomes 
just the second youngest person ever in the NBA to score back-to-back 40-point games. Only LeBron James in his way on that one. Evan Sumner puts in 23. They ultimately lose the game, but it's hard to fault the effort. Brooklyn brought it with everything they had against Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and the rest of the Clippers. Ultimately, they were not able to take home the win, but it was a, a form of Brooklyn Nets basketball that was full of energy. And that way, it's encouraging on its own. We're going to be talking about that and so much more over on the Locked On Nets podcast. While waiting on Kyrie, the Mavericks travel to Utah to face the Jazz. The Dallas Mavericks, shorthanded, get a big win in Utah. Nick Angstead from the Locked On Mavericks podcast here in the Dallas Mavericks. Without Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving's not ready to play yet. Dinwiddie's gone in the trade. Dorian Finney-Smith is gone in the trade. Injuries still get massive output from Josh Green scoring 29 points with six boards. And Jaden Hardy, 29 points off the bench himself. Incredible output from the young guys. And this comes in a day when Kyrie Irving arrives in Dallas to do his physical, to get ready to play, potentially on Wednesday. Mark Cuban was asked, who benefits the most from Kyrie Irving coming in, but also two guys going out in Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith. That opens up a rotation spot. Mark Cuban said, Josh Green. This is a great day for somebody to say that Josh Green benefits from something because he was excellent in this game. 10 of 17 from the field, 3 of 6 from 3, hit all 6 of his 3s. He was so great. And Jaden Hardy, he stepped up too. Incredible night for the Mavs young guys. Giannis and the Bucks went west to face Dame and the Blazers. The Bucks dismantle the Blazers and improve to 8-0 since Chris Middleton returned to the lineup. They are playing some terrific basketball. My name's Kane Pittman. I'm the host of the Locked On Bucks podcast. I think if you're looking for a big positive from this game, it's the fact that you only needed 23 minutes from Giannis. There was a little bit of foul trouble involved there. Now, uh, let's keep in mind that in those 23 minutes, Giannis still had 24 points, 13 rebounds, and 8 assists. But it's the fact that the Bucks have options. Chris Middleton, again productive off the bench with 13 points in just 21 minutes. Brooke Lopez passes 15,000 points and has 27 on the night. You get 20 from Drew Holiday. And overall, the Bucks, now that they've been able to get healthy, are starting to stack up the wins. And for an offense that has struggled all season long, over the last 10 games now, they are a top 10 offense. Their defense remains elite, and they are starting to win these games. Up next, in LA, potentially a history-making night for LeBron. The Bucks looking to keep their winning ways going. Check out the Locked On Bucks podcast wherever you get your podcasts. The Pistons had the tall task of hosting the Celtics on Monday. Boston Celtics built a big lead in Detroit, nearly gave it away, but Jason Tatum closed the door. I'm John Corrales of the Locked On Celtics podcast, and the Celtics had a weird starting lineup with Jalen Brown as a late scratch. Sam Hauser stepped into the starting lineup and it immediately paid dividends, broke out of his slump, shot five of six in the first half to help the Celtics hold off a very cold shooting Detroit Pistons team. And then in the third quarter, it was about Jason Tatum. Tatum did whatever he wanted after a tough first half. He came in in the third and just hit three pointers, got to the rim, got to the line, really showed MVP caliber type of stuff there. He came off the floor and that's when the Celtics gave away the lead in the fourth. He came back on, and Robert Williams is the underrated guy in this game because his putbacks, his ability to uh, grab offensive rebounds, his presence around the rim was a key for the Boston Celtics. He, after Tatum checked in, scored seven straight points, finishes the game with 15 points and 15 rebounds. He's the unsung hero in this game. 
and the Minnesota Wild look to gain a few points and close the gap in the standings with a trip to face the Coyotes. Not how I was hoping the Wild would start the second half of the season. Hey everybody, Seth Sopal, host of Locked on Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, recapping a 3-2 loss for the Minnesota Wild to the Arizona Coyotes to start the second half of the season. Wild led 1-0 despite a lackluster first period on the goal from Kirill Kaprizov. Coyotes tied it. Wild took the lead once again at 2-1 on a goal from Jonas Brodeen. Coyotes tied it. Jack McBain scores on a breakaway goal for the Coyotes to make it 3-2. And on a night where the Wild were called for six penalties, they could not muster the game-tying goal with the power play down the stretch. And losing to Arizona any way that you slice it, if you're going to be a playoff team, is a very bad way to get things going. For more on the Minnesota Wild, make sure you're following Locked on Wild wherever you listen to your podcasts. Here is another story you need to know. The Kansas City Chiefs are back where they seem to be every year when Patrick Mahomes is their quarterback. They're in the Super Bowl, but they find themselves underdogs in this one. One and a half point dogs to the Philadelphia Eagles. Chris Clark joins me now from Locked on Chiefs. And and Chris, I'm sure the Chiefs are going to be playing this up all week, that they are the underdogs, that they should not be the underdogs, that they were the best team all season. They have Patrick Mahomes. So why are we in this position where people are doubting the Kansas City Chiefs? Let them doubt them. Uh, you know, they were underdogs against the Bengals. I, you know, I really don't think that it's a bad thing for them to be underdogs. I think that they took take it personally. You saw what they did to the Bengals early in the game. And I think that was a lot of the result of all the trash talk and about them being underdogs. So I think that that plays into it. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, as long as Kansas City has Patrick Mahomes as their QB and he is healthy, which I expect him to be this week, I think that they should probably be favored against anybody. So when you look at just matchup for matchup, you know, one side's offense against other side's defense, passing offense for passing defense, Philadelphia holds the advantage in a lot of those matchups, at least statistically, right? Where the, where the Chiefs have the big advantage is quarterback, potentially at coach, and definitely at experience. How do you think those factors will come to bring to bear um, their impact on this game? You know, I don't want to say that Philadelphia has a bad defense. I don't think they do. I think their defense is very good, but they haven't played a lot of good quarterbacks this year. Sure. Uh, you you go look at Dak Prescott. They played him once. They played Aaron Rodgers. Uh, one of the other better quarterbacks that they played was Jared Goff. Patrick Mahomes is better than all of those guys. Yep. And quite frankly, he's in another tier, maybe probably two or three tiers up on most of those guys. So I think what you're looking at is it's a little bit of a different situation. Uh, I do think that will play into it. Uh, Mahomes and Reed are going to have a specific game plan to attack uh, and to slow down the offensive, or sorry, to slow down the outside linebackers of Philadelphia that like to get after the passer. I think that that's something that they're going to take advantage of uh, early, trying to get some of the running backs maybe involved out of the backfield, try to get Kadarius Tony going, uh, and, and maybe just you know seeing if what they can do with Travis Kelsey to uh, take advantage of the middle of the field as well. What is the thing that that would scare you most about this Philadelphia Eagles team? Understanding that the Chiefs probably have the most ultimate trump card that we have in the NFL, and that is Patrick Mahomes. And and if we want to add Travis Kelsey in there, like those two guys, the Cincinnati Bengals did everything they could to stop those two guys, and it didn't matter. So what is the thing that would make you most nervous from the Chiefs side about this Eagles team? I'm not going to say Kansas City can't lose because they obviously can. Uh, the Eagles are a fantastic team, and I don't want to take anything away from them. 
But Kansas City, if you watch a lot of the way that they played this year, and even in the Bengals game to some extent, Patrick Mahomes has an inexplicable turnover and it allows the Bengals to score a touchdown. And that's really what it comes down to with Kansas City is I'm not saying that defense isn't going to slow them down. It could, and it probably will at times. But Kansas City's beat themselves a lot as well, turning the ball over, committing penalties. Uh, you know, they had a touchdown taken off the board because of a hold. They had another touchdown that was dropped in the end zone uh, by Kadarius Toney. Uh, you know, you look at the the fumble by Patrick Mahomes as he's trying to bring the ball through in his hand. That's not going to happen this time around because it's going to be warm in the stadium. A uh, lot of different things that Kansas City's done to hurt themselves throughout this season uh, going up against good competition. What will be the bigger story in the outcome of this game? Patrick Mahomes getting his second ring or Patrick Mahomes and, and Andy Reid losing another Super Bowl? I think the bigger story is going to be Patrick Mahomes getting his second ring with being in the third Super Bowl in five years, or actually four years. I think that that's a huge storyline. I think that you look at how these teams are going to be matched up, and I do think that Kansas City is going to have a little bit of an advantage to where if they get out to an early lead, that's going to get Philadelphia out of what they normally want to do on offense, which is run the ball. I'm not saying they won't run the ball. But if they ha- are forced to throw more, that puts more pressure on Jalen Hurts. And Hurts played very well this year, but he didn't play at the same level as Patrick Mahomes. He didn't – throwing wasn't normally what they would do in their offense. They wanted to run the ball first, and throwing was something that they used off play action. If they can't use the running game near as much, that's going to be a problem for Philadelphia. Stay up to date all year on the Kansas City Chiefs by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Chiefs on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. Coming up, the Lakers have to figure out what's next after missing out on Kyrie. Kyrie Irving has one of the most polarizing personalities in sports. Surely you'd rather not have to deal with that on your favorite team, right? Well, for the Lakers, you can make all the excuses you want, but LeBron and AD are still in need of some help, as Andy and Brian Kamenetsky point out on Locked on Lakers. That track record of unreliability is why I think the Lakers were right to say we are not going to move heaven and earth and do whatever, even if whatever means beyond the period LeBron is going to be here. Right. The, the theoretically, keep said, the commitment Kyrie needs focused. to be, you cannot make this trade without a com- willingness to do four years. You just can't. And, you know, we'll see what happens to Dallas. But the LeBron part of this is interesting because, you know, he – you know, after it was all done, you know, tweeted out, you know, maybe it's me. Just like why in that that is a message, like, why can't we get something done here? Maybe I'm the problem. Maybe it's not the front office that's that's not making the trades. Somebody that's why I think the Lakers as a as an organization who don't normally talk about these sorts of things, they can avoid it, um, have been so open about like, hey, we offered this. Like, yeah, go put that out there. We offered this. We were willing to do this. We were not willing to do this. So there is not a lot of confusion. Um, you know, the reporting has come down on this pretty quickly for some very reliable people. And I'm sure a lot of this comes directly from the Lakers. Um, you know, LeBron's frustration is understandable. The best place for Kyrie Irving to succeed was in LA with a pre-established culture with LeBron in charge and maybe because Kyrie Irving wanted to be there, you'd get Kyrie Irving engaged one more time, or at least a little engaged, with a chance to have the upside of being the most dangerous team in the West in a year where the West is wide open. As Andy and Brian point out, 
the Lakers have an opportunity here to do something. And the cheapest way they could have found an impact player like Kyrie Irving was to trade for Kyrie Irving. If they want to find some high-end asset, go all in for someone like Bradley Beal, they could do that. It's going to cost them more than Kyrie Irving likely would have cost. They can make some moves on the margins. Boyan Bogdanovich, there are players out there who can help them, but no one who would have raised their title odds quite like Kyrie Irving. So you can say, okay, there's a million reasons why you don't make a move like this. But as our Locked on Lakers hosts point out, then what move do you make? Because something has to happen. And finally, the Chiefs dynasty is about to fall flat on its face and the odds makers will be proven seriously wrong. If Madden has anything to say about it, the official Madden 23 simulation has the Eagles winning Super Bowl 57 by a score of 31 to 17. Philadelphia quarterback Jalen Hurts, the most valuable player in the simulation, completed 26 of 33 for 282 and two touchdowns with 10 rushes for 88 yards and another score. So there you have it. If the machines have their way, the Eagles are having another parade. All this might end up being a good sign for the Chiefs, though. The Madden simulation has missed the past two seasons. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, who has the most to gain from the NBA trade deadline? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.